Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. wondering if someone was going to come in with that yeah that was, uh, that was the old man oh it was your old man he, he was a just a minute ago <laughs> he's fucking in mate how are we boys is that is that a lot better i think we're sorted kieran so apologies for the late start yes, it wasn't my fault or kenny's it was kieran's now we had um 
we are we are a professional outfit. We do test the sounds for at least two minutes before we go live. And um and Kieran had a little bit of an issue with rattling in his well, I don't know what it's like a little like a little mouse in your phone or something, but we're sorted. We're in. Thanks for joining us. The first den debate in a long time, called on by me and probably definitely Kenny. Yeah, and, I, um, do like, I do like a podcast or a debate. <laughs> and Kieran, the only the only surviving member from Peterborough Way on Saturday. Of course, I had COVID. Kenny weren't there, but we, we do our fair share of away games. Um, we're going to get into the deep mires of everything at the minute. I want to cover a few things that I forgot to mention in my post-match as well. We'll do that sometimes. Do a post-match go, oh, fuck. Forgot to mention so-and-so. So, four defeats in the last 18 11th in the table, five points of the playoffs, and we are, um, I think, seven places better off than we were at this point last year. So, boys, why aren't we smiling? Go on, Ken. Ken, starting that one. <laughs> Go on, Ken. Um, look, I, I think to be honest, I mean that's that's a great way, great way of starting with asking that question. But naturally, we don't. We don't really do very well um, from the summer going into the winter anyway, do we? We always seem to do our best. What would be more interesting is is yeah. where we are, say, February, you know, like later end of February, and compare it then. The, but the reason, the reason, I don't think that's got anything to do with Gary Rowett. Gary Rowett's plan has definitely worked because he has got better positionally in the table mm. each each season. Um. But our, our play is poor, Dan. Very, very poor. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's a strange one because we're, we're obviously here, right? We don't always do these. We're here for a fucking reason. Let's be honest. And the reason is I can't really put my finger on it. I'm, I am not happy as, as a Mill fan at the minute, barring the Birmingham game aside. I mean, Kieran, I weren't there, sadly, but obviously I, I, and I commentate. I do the live stream, so I have the commentary turned down. And you said that Rout was was Rout was getting some from the fans, wasn't he? Yeah, um, towards the end of the game, um, it's the first time I've kind of seen the fans turn on Rout, and you know it's pretty much seemed like the whole crowd was singing Gary Rout, your football is shit, which is the famous song that he was sung um, by the Stoke fans, and also at some point during his Birmingham tenure, even though he had a good stint there, um, and and also at Derby. <laughs> uh, Oh, that's enough out of him already. When I was talking about previous clubs in Banish, Ken, I remember you come to Stoke with me during 0-0. Yes. And, yeah. that, was, and that was quite early in, he, in his mill reign. And I like what he did at first. And there was going, Gary Rowe, your football is shit. And I thought, I think just being spawny because he didn't work out for him there. But I think we're, we're seeing firsthand that um, it's just, I think I see on Nick Hart at, at time, I think one of the boys on there said, it's very vanilla, isn't it? It's not a mill existence. Yeah, it, do you know what it's? <clears throat> it's hard for us as Millwall fans as it is because you know that our whole mannerism of play has completely changed over the last few years, um, and that's expected maybe to happen. Maybe we've had the rubber to green, um, good Millwall side, and then we had Neil Harris, who was a Millwall player, um, operating, you know, operating the team, and then we've gone into a completely different style of play, a different manager. Um, and we're not trying to get the same. We're not getting the same type of excitement. Your, your words, kick bollock and bite. We're not getting any of that anymore. So, 
if we mm. were getting results out of our performances and playing a completely different style of play, you probably wouldn't have too many Millwall fans get the grumps. However, when you're playing a completely different style of play that you're used to and not getting the results, you can see why people are starting to turn on him. And um, yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I, I've said it all from the off. You know, I'm a, I'm a Gary out person, row it out person, sorry. Um, not your old man. No, nah, not my old man. Yeah, he, he was out ages ago. But um, yeah, you know, I, I don't like the, it's the It's the inconsistency of play and the style. That, that I don't like. I hate. Yeah. But yeah, just, you know what I was saying as well is that the fact that I think it almost comes to the Peterborough result and the Peterborough game for because there was a lot of people that I was with uh, supporting supportive of Rowett. Um but towards the end of that game, I think the majority of fans were singing that song, and you couldn't help but disagree with it. Um, I've seen some poor performances this season and. And that was up there. And this season, it is really, really, it really is a poor division. Um, I think it's worse than last season. Um, mm. And, you know, I, I remember speaking to Peter, a fan after the game, and they're saying, God knows how you are, where you are. And I looked at him, I said, mate, I don't know either. Um, they really, they have been really, really poor performances. And uh, like I say, the, the league ultimately, apart from you look at the top two, Fulham and... Um, Fulham and Bournemouth for a mile, million miles away. I don't even think West Brom are because we give them a good game. But it's just the inconsistency, Dan, isn't it? I think, you know, the fact that you can get them higher, turn up against Bournemouth, it was probably we drew against Bournemouth and played well against Birmingham, best performances of the season. And then you turn up against places like Huddersfield, Hull and Peterborough and get absolutely turned over and, like, and shafted. I don't, like, it really does make no sense to me. Well, let's move on to it then. Saturday's game. Starting 11. I'm going to put it on the screen now. That was a team we went with against uh, Peterborough. What you'll notice is, if you obviously got your head screwed on, it was the same 11 that put in the fucking performance of a lifetime. The best performance, in my opinion, I've ever seen under a Rowett side. Uh, I, I think, I think, <laughs> I think he's a better manager now than he was when I wanted him out during lockdown and we freed him down at Middlesbrough because... He has started to change things. Our set pieces have changed. And he's finally bit the bullet and gone two up front. So what how can how can things change so quickly in a week? I mean, this is not no disrespect to Peter Run, not gonna sound spawny because they've beaten us. We haven't beat Birmingham and then gone away to fucking the Etihad, have we? Like the same eleven players. Um how has that happened? And for the, the, the viewers can't see this. How has this happened? There's two Kieran's. In the stream, how is that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you twice, Kia. <laughs> oh my, you are having a stinger now. You've gone completely. I literally, I don't know what is going on at the minute. The... <laughs> see, like, the, world, the, the world, no, no offense, I love you, but the, Kel, oh, the world right. definitely doesn't need two Kieran's in, in their lives. But um, right, so listen, what went so wrong right. Saturday from Birmingham to Peterborough, players or manager? What, what's the crack, boys? Talk to me. I don't, I don't think that, um. Um, I don't think that anything went wrong, Dan. I think that actually what we did is we played, although I was, you know, I was buzzing about the performance, I think we played a very, very inconsistent Birmingham City. Um, and uh, not taking away the, the the performance, you know, we bagged three goals for the first time in the season um, and, and we looked exciting to play. But mm. 
again, it's not like we turned over Fulham or or, or someone like that. We played probably the, the most inconsistent side in the championship other than us. Um, and I reckon that was just a bad day for them. And we had one of our good days. Uh, more impressively, by the way, in my opinion, was the performance against Hull, even though we lost. Ooh, so I didn't see that one, so you've got to count me out now. But you was really you was really impressed, Ken, weren't you, with, with the with the whole situation? Well, not yeah. the result, just the performance. Yeah, I think the performance was for me, it, that was a performance where you watch the game, you, you know, we lost. There was a couple of mistakes in us that led to them scoring the two goals. But I felt like we created loads of opportunities, we just didn't finish that game. Um, and if we did, I think we would have turned them over quite easily. I was I was really impressed with the performance. That's why I thought we'd go on to to beat Birmingham quite convincingly if we played like that, and we did. Steve Lee says, two years, one month, 21 days in charge. How many actual good performances in that time? It's a brilliant question, and this is the problem for me, and I've got written down here in my notes, Rowie endgame, question mark. How do we think, whether we want him in or um, out, whichever, whichever side of that fence you are, I think that we're going to be sitting here. It, uh, Bill Murray will be the fourth person, Grand Old Day, in the fucking in, in the group with us because I just don't see how anything's ever going to change for the positive, really, under our or even the negative. I just think we're going to tread water forever. But what do you boys think? Skipping mm. forward, obviously, on the back of Steve's question, what's the actual end game here for Rowett as middle manager? How do, how, do you, think- how do you two see it ending? Good or bad? Eventually, looking at it now, I would say bad because I'm, I speak to a lot of Millwall fans, damn right, and I was speaking to a group of fans after the game and they said, like, they are happy to consistently be mediocre in the championship and happy to sit there and tempt and go, oh, well, at least we're comfortable every year. We're not worried about relegation. Where the hell does the, the progression come from? When are we going to move on? When are we going to take that next step? Because let me tell you, like, this league, I'm telling you, with the squad players we've got, I Kieran needs a new Wi-Fi for Christmas. Talk about what he's saying, though, Ken, right? He's saying about progression. I've got here the league table from this time last season. Yeah. And we are better off. We're a lot better off. That is the league table from this time last season. We're five uh, five places better off. So do you randomly, very strangely, I see progression. I see that we're better than we was under Rowe. I see that he is willing to finally change. I still don't want him in the job, but I don't find it as frustrating as I used to. Yeah, I think when when you look at the stats... Unfortunately, you, you you do sort of sit there and go right. Okay, well, there's a slight progression there. There's a slight progression there. Well, where did we finish last season? It was eighth, wasn't it? Was it eighth? Uh, I don't know. We've actually finished, if I'm honest. Yeah, it was about eighth. Yeah, it was about eighth. Steve Lee's will be able to tell us, but I'm telling you now, the, the, the way we're playing, we're, we're not going to finish above. Um, and that's really what what you need to look at season to season, isn't it? So, at the end of this season, I don't think that we'll finish above what we finished last season. So then we're we're not progressing. Um, Gary, isn't it this season that we're meant to be in the playoffs, according to Gary Routes' three-year plan? Oh, the three-year plan. Yeah, that's it. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse, Dan, than being in the playoffs at the end of this season, the way we play. Mm. I really couldn't. The consistency thing, though, right? It's not just... I, I can't. We can't just pin that at the feet of Routes because it happened under Harris as well, didn't it? 
Um, I, mate, I, I just at the minute, like, I'm talking here and I feel like I'm going around in circles with a lot of things I'm saying because mm. I just don't really understand the identity of the club at the minute. I just don't get it. Well, we don't have I don't one. Know, where, I don't know where we are as a club. I don't know where, what where the plan is and what we, where we're going, what sort yeah. of system we play, who our best players are. Are our players that good? Is the league that weak? I'm just completely baffled by it all, to be honest. Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many questions and there, there isn't many. There's so many questions and not, not, not a lot of answers, is there? It's um, I've, I think that this cha- I think the champions be- has been the weakest that it's been for for years. Um, it's still a lottery, you know. You wouldn't want to put your accumulator on the championship, would you? Let's no. be honest. No. But it's an know, accumulator buster all day long. The championship, yeah, it is definitely. But I, I don't have any answers, Dan. I, I honestly, I don't. Here's a question that does that does interest me. Yeah. See, I used to think, and I used to say this. I mean, I don't know, but I'm surely. If I grew up, if I in, in school, you when you're a kid, you try different things, you try football and blah blah blah. If I'd have, if Gary Rout was my PE teacher, I'd yeah. have played football for about a week and gone, and I don't like that sport. Yeah, because he yeah. doesn't play football. Like he can't enjoy. Like his f, like his his old basis and his ethics and his tactics, the way he likes to preach and practice the game, is not how I would. I don't enjoy it. So I would. Luckily for me, he wasn't my PE teacher. So I'd have gone, no, I don't like football. Can I go and fucking play trombone or something? You know what I mean? I, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And the players as well. Like, I did feel, although never, nothing ever came to light, but the players, they surely think, hang on, mate, any chance you've given us a bit of fucking trust here? Do you know what I mean? You've yeah, got, you got no faith in us. And, they, and this is why in his defence, I think recently he's gone to the players. All right, go on in. But let's go and try and beat a few teams in it. Has been again, it has been slightly better, or hasn't it? I did say on the start of the show, um, four defeats in the last 18. However, it is now, Ken, only one win in six. Of course, that very, very good performance. Is it papering over the cracks? Is he, you know, is it, is he dressing it up better than it actually is? Look, because that is our last. Six results on the screen. Derby at home, 1-1. One, one. Middlesbrough away, 1-1. One, one. Bournemouth at home, 1-1. One, one. Hull away, 2-1. Birmingham 3-1, of course, the defeat. So it's one win in our last six games. Honestly, oh, I, 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 I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I, I honestly, this is what pisses me off the most, Dan, is that um, he's come out in the he's come out in the press today and he's turned around and he's gone right. You know, I was embarrassed of my players. I was embarrassed of the performance. But the problem is, is the buck lies with a manager. You know, yeah. and, and <laughs> you're, what you're telling us right at this moment in time is that the players that you've appointed to go and win a football match are not doing as they're told. That's what you're telling us. So actually, what inadvertently what you're telling us is is that you're actually not a very good manager. You can't. You've got. You've got no authority on the players. Yeah. And there's too many chiefs, Dan, because you've got Rowett, who who thinks he's a, a a tactical master class man. You've got apparently Jed Wallace that seems to run the dressing room, and then you've got Alex Pierce that I presume has got some fucking pom poms in the corner and does a dance for him at half time. You, you know, all that. What you what you need is you need, and we also need it on the pitch because this is very important. Hutch has become a captain on the basis that he was vice-captain from, um, and I know I'm sort of veering off here, but I'll get to my point, um, from Pierce, I believe, wasn't it? Mm. Right. 
we do not have a leader on that pitch at all. So yeah. when things are going wrong, right? So for instance, see Billy Mitchell and Danny Mac. Billy Mitchell this and Danny right. Mac. Do you know what? You're going to leave it on perfectly. Okay. This is, go on, but you can, but this is my issue with with what you're saying. When the game ends, you go, Billy Mitchell was shit, or Danny McNamara scored an own goal. I go, that's not my. It's sort of about opinions. That's not my first port of call. Yeah. My first ball call, where the fuck's Jeb Wallace? Where's the fuck's the senior pros? Do you know who always stands out to be counted? And he's not the most talented. Murray Wallace, I think he's a fucking good leader on the pitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's why I always go, the problem isn't two very good, young, up-and-coming players at the club. The problem is the Scott Malones and the, and the Jeb Wallaces and the, I mean, Hutchinson, to be fair, stands up he can. Cooper's an experienced pro now, gone completely off the boil. But go on, Karen, what are you saying? Yeah, well, this is what I was going to say. Is that the likes of Billy Mitchell, the likes of Danny McNamara, unfortunately, based on their age and their inexperience, they've got a they've got a, a mistake in them. And you can that's not a problem. Mm. But you need to have someone out, put their put your arm around them, stick up from something. I don't know whether you remember we played Wigan. I think it was the last game of the season, right? This yeah. is a good few seasons ago. Yeah. Um, and this big Viking fucker went and started on. <laughs> on Billy and Gary Alexander, if you remember. And Still straight Gary, away, yeah. you had Steve Morrison go bounding into the into this this Viking yeah. defend. That's what we lack now. We lack this yeah. authority, this hardness, yeah. you know? Spot on. Spot on. And this is the reason that I said I forgot to mention things in my post-match. We haven't got a leader out there in the core of the fucking pitch. And I've got right. written down there at the top of this page, which is the, when I put my post-match out Sunday, I went, ah, oh, bollocks. Mikhail Kieftenbeld, what did he actually do to get dropped? Because along with Daniel Ballard, for the first 10 games of the season, he was our best player. Yeah. He's not, he I don't think he does he's enough, Dan. Do you don't think? Go on, Kier. I don't think he does enough. Um, to me, he's that sort of player, and Rowett's obviously made it quite obvious that... Um, do you know what, like, Joe James Ringo used to do with Chelsea when he used to try and shut out a game? He'd bring on John Obi Mikhail, and that was it. Game over. And I think if is that sort of player, um, when you'll see, obviously, you'll see our uh, preferred starting lineups, me and Ken, Dan and Lyon. But um, for me, I don't think he does enough to warrant first team place over the likes of um, Mitchell. He, he definitely needs some new Wi Fi for Christmas. So he doesn't like, um, he doesn't like Keith the Bell. Don't think he does enough. But I think I agree with you, Ken. I think he's exactly what we need. Um, but the problem is, is at the moment, Dan, you're playing Billy Mitchell where Keith and Bell should play. And Billy Mitchell about, is not that type of midfielder. Um, what about Evans? Yeah, no, or Evans. Evans can do one. But um, you, this is the problem, right? So what you'd ideally do as a, as a free is you'd have, if you're to play that free, you'd have Keith and Bell in there and you'd have Mitchell and, say, Leonard either side of each other because then that's when you see the best of, of Mitchell. But Mikael Kiftenbell can he breaks up play, he can put a challenge in. He's he, he epitomizes sometimes a Millwall player. Yeah, I believe I believe that's true as well. And I say he's not the most talented. He's a little bit of a like a mixed bag, which is fair enough. Everyone's got entitled to their opinion. Kiftenbell is a bit lightweight. I think the furthest thing yeah. I think if you had to say one thing Kiftenbell wasn't, <laughs> I would say he's lightweight because he fucking pulls through people, didn't he? But we, uh, but at the same point, the, the guy, same guy agrees we need leadership on the pitch. Um, we just don't seem to have that, do we? That central no. focal point. And, and again, I, I, I 
do pin off at the feet of Jeb because on Saturday, right, we just seem to be very, very fucking deep. Very, very deep. And Jeb keeps drifting. And Jeb wants to be the main man. I think he's got to be a bit more central, drop a bit deeper. But again, you know, getting back to the Mitchell and the McNamara thing, this is all happening, of course, because George Shavell's come back to the club has done absolutely fuck all. Uh, finally, he's noticed as well. <laughs> I know. Fucking yeah, but again, that, 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 that just gone on for so long, it's to the point of ridiculous. But, um, yeah. There's a big problem with Jed. Um, th- listen, Jed is given, and this is half our problem when we end up having to defend, Jed is given an absolutely free role to do whatever he wants on that pitch, right? But when you've got, I don't know, Malone up on the wing, you've got an attacking midfield and you've got the likes of a Phobia and Bradshaw. Right? You don't need Jed to be running around doing nothing, which is what he does for 81 minutes of the game. He might, he might, you know, nine minutes of the game. But when you stick him on the wing because he's a winger, yeah. he creates opportunities. Look what happened on Saturday. He went down the wing, popped it in the Bradshaw, scored. Okay, so let's look at this because I keep saying... He's not doing enough. A lot of people are saying he's gone off the ball. He wants out, blah, blah, blah. Look at those last six games. Derby, South Scott Malone for the goal. Uh, Middlesbrough away. Uh, I don't think he's involved in that one. That was like fucking some dodgy own goal, wasn't it? <laughs> Bournemouth. Um, no, he wasn't involved in that one. But a whole away, I think he was. He was involved in two of the goals against Birmingham and, of course, against Peterborough as well. So he is, he is doing his job. But all our experienced players, getting back to what you were saying earlier, we we're agreeing on the fact that we need someone in the core of the team to be like that fucking, I don't know, we ain't going to ever have a working ability player. But all our experienced players are sort of flair players as well. And they do chip in with goals and stuff. But when the chips are down, this is like my gripe with you, if you like. When the chips are down, I, I don't go fucking, I'll go, where the fuck are the senior pros? They're the ones that need to be stand up and counted here. You know, yeah. I, I do agree. I, I love Billy Mitchell. You know that. I thought, you know, he did have a bad game Saturday, but he wasn't the reason we lost the game. No. What do you think the reason was we lost the game? Do you think it was management decisions? Do you think the players, I think yeah. the players to a point need to go, look, we should be rolling straight into this game off the back of the last one, full of beans and just. Look, it's, what, it's one of them. Right? To a point. It's either, it's, it's one of two things, right? It's either really bad management um, and he's we've scored a goal and he thinks he's jo- Jose Mourinho and we're now going to sit back and park the bus for for uh, however long it was, 70 minutes. Or the players are not listening to what he's saying, like he said, um, and they're doing their own thing and they're naturally sitting back. The problem is, is that this is what we've done all season. Mm. You know, it was. We just seemed remarkably deep on Saturday. I think that I think the I think the players' attitude on Saturday was was horrendous. So that's the first time where I've looked at it and gone, these players are showing Gary Rowett no respect. They're not showing the two and a half thousand fans that turned up to support them and get behind them any respect. They don't look like they wanted to be on the pitch down on Saturday. Mm. They weren't interested. They were interested to start off. It's like the kid in the playgroup, you know, in the, in the school ground, isn't it? You know, he runs around like an headless chicken, scores a goal and then he pisses off to have his lunch. Like that's all. He, that's all he wants to do. They don't want to put the hard work in, though. Yeah. See what Sparky's saying. I do agree with that ninety percent of the time. But you know, you just get the feeling we stop. We fucking turned a corner against nah. Birmingham, and then you know, and then and again, I, I I understand people saying Birmingham are inconsistent, but you can only beat what's put in front of you. I think we could have scored fucking five or six against Birmingham. 
It's, it's a really, honestly, I think, I mean, look, we're both here because we think we know we're football. We know our football. Everyone's got a comments because we all think we know our football. And at points, I'm going, I can't actually fucking work out what's going on here. Yeah, like, why, why are we so unhappy as fans? Why are we so unhappy? Let's look at the fucking league table. Uh, let's, let's look up before we look down. There's the current league table in the championship. Steve Lee's might be able to help me out with this, Steve. You've got a little shout out in the uh, pre-show when he's having a chat. Because I can only find up till last season's um, Christmas time league table. So what I'm asking is, I'm, I'm going to go on out of whim and say, this is the best position we've been in going into Christmas since our five years back in the championship. Steve, you might be able to help me out with that one. But that is not a bad position to be in, is it? And if you look at the bottom half of the table... I mean, Derby, you can't see them. They're fucked because of, obviously, other issues. But Cardiff, big club. Swansea, big club. Sheffield United come from the Premier League. Yeah, but Dan, also, when you look at that, that shows you how inconsistent you are. We are. The teams that actually... Most of the teams that we've lost to are in that bottom half. <laughs> Let's have a look. You've got um, Peterborough, England, yes. Cardiff, Hull. Did we lose to Blackpool as well, didn't we? No, we beat them at home, Blackpool. Okay. Bristol City, we haven't we beat at home. Hull, we lost the way. Cardiff, we lost the way. Reading, we beat. Peterborough, we lost. Bars, we beat. It is a mixed bag, but you know, we demand we demand the best as fans, don't we? We do demand the best. And I think if we hadn't have been screaming and shouting, we might not be where we are. What do you think Rowett thinks of it all? What I do you think Rowett thinks of it all when he sees all us? It's just a job and, for him, isn't it? It's just a job to him. You know, and 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 this is where I think it's a little bit different from other clubs. Is that that this is what I do, Dan? I work hard Monday to Friday. I book my Millwall ticket. I wake up in the morning. I'm absolutely buzzing. I get down to the Windsor. I have a couple of pints. Yeah, I walk to the ground as if I don't know. I don't know. You know the feeling every time you see that football stadium. You get buzzing. You're going in there. You support your team. You you leave without your voice. And then you expect to watch a particular performance. And that's why most of us are Millwall supporters, because growing up, we've watched a gutsy, proper, hard-fought performance. And whether we won or lost, usually we'd we'd come away from there going, it was worth working that Monday to Friday to go out and go to and watch the football. Whereas now, Dan, I haven't been to the last few games. I'm, I'm not interested. Mm. It, you know, I'm not interested at all. When we scored... I didn't even jump up on Saturday. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left to give. Well, no, you're really. you're fucking, <laughs> like, it does great on you, doesn't it? Like, yeah. It's a very strange situation. So it's not the middle we know. I think, I think people from the outside looking in would say that we're just being fucking like we're being over dramatic. But I don't think if you fully understand it, the concept of the club, like like you said, you go to that to that game, you don't go back to the pub afterwards and go. Oh, what, what a fantastic four-man move that we did to score that second goal. You go, you see when he absolutely clattered the fucking right that's back. Right. That's, and that's right. how people get steam coming out their fucking ears and foam coming out their mouth. That's what we want to see, <laughs> stuff like that. And and and, and the fact that we, like at Birmingham, mate, people were buzzing for a week afterwards at Birmingham. Yeah. Which obviously dragged this into a false fucking sense of security for the Peterborough game. But strange one, mate. Very, very strange. I got asked a question. On one of these live streams, um, when I did the FA Cup draw thing for um, the Crystal Palace game thing, who would I rather sign at the end of the season? Because obviously Tom Bradshaw is out of contract and Benigafobe is on loan. Gary Routers come out of the press and said Benigafobe is one of the best 
strikers in this division, you're shaking your head, but he's also in your best 11, which is a sign yeah. of the times, really. Yeah. But, um, it's a good question. I think you it's a question you asked, you asked five weeks ago. There's probably only one answer, but if you've got the choice, at the end of the season, Bradshaw's out of contract and a phobia is probably available on a free. So you can only sign one of those two and let us know in the comments as well who you would pick. Who would you pick, Ken? Yeah, I'm, I'm signing Bradshaw all day long. Oh. Um, a to me is not as great. You know, we, what we do is we go, right, well, you know, he's been signed three times for over £10 million. He's done this and he's done that. But, you know, he hasn't been what he what he was for probably the last, what, three, four years. No. Um, and, I mean, I hate this phrase because people say it all the time. Ah, oh, he does work hard, though. Yeah, but, <laughs> right, but the thing is, though, is I don't want my, my attacker to work hard. I want my attacker to score goals. And I'll tell you what, there's been a couple of times when he's been in front of goal and my man could have scored it. <laughs> You know, and he's missed the target or he's miskicked it or, you know, let's remember one of his goals, he kicked it against the defender and it went in. Another one of his goals come off his head and he didn't even know about it. Um, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not slagging Benekophobia off because he does do a job. Yeah. And, actually, and actually, he's actually best when he comes deep for the ball to then lay it off to your wingers or like he did with Bradshaw's goal when he had his one-on-one -on -one a couple of weeks ago, you know, come deep, collect the ball, put it through to, to a striker like Bradshaw. Um, he does have the ben he does have some benefits, but I'd have to be having Bradshaw all day long. This is why I quite like as well. Not quite like, I say that fucking loosely. This is why I've seen an improvement in Rauer because he's finally started playing two up front. And I've always said, you don't have to have a big man, little man. You can have two fucking, just a bit of pace. When we break, yeah. those two up front, he finally seems to have like got a, got a little bit of a fucking double act. And I put something out on social media, didn't I? Because I have always backed on Bradshaw, right? And people still like frustrates me so bad. I put this on social media. I don't know if, if for those who didn't see, I put a little Tom Bradshaw appreciation post. Uh, I don't always get it right, but I've backed him from day one. Always seeing loads of he's as bad as Budvardson. He's got a touch like a trampoline. He doesn't score enough goals. Well, as I said many times, he scored goals under Harris, and if he's given the right service and a right run under Rowett and played in the two, he'll score goals, etc., etc. Tom Bradshaw actually liked that. So, for all those <laughs> for all those who said he's got a touch like a trampoline, he knows he knows that now. But it, that's by him liking that says that he knows his strengths, and we've never played to his strengths. No. Him and another one, Conor Mahoney, have never really played under Gary Rowett. And people go, "Well, he played 105 games and he scored 15 goals." Well, out of those 105 games, how many has he played in a two? How many has he started? And how many have we actually provided him service with the opportunity to score goals? So we seem like we have to turn that corner a bit with him now. And on that basis, when Mick Robinson saying Bradshaw won't sign, uh, I could say 100% he will. He's settled in the area. His missus is from Bexley. They've got obviously a young family. So he definitely will be signing. And as well, like you ain't got to go out and... You ain't got to go out and get your recruitment to source a player and then try and bid for a player. Bradshaw's already there at the club, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? His job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a phobia, I think, oh, I don't know. I, a phobia would do a, a really good job for someone, but he just doesn't, again, it's really hard trying to figure out players that will fit into Gary Rowett's mould. 
And well, he this signed. Is why I'm surprised he's playing two up front because, you know, he won't usually play that. And that's why I always say well, it doesn't matter who we play up front because our strikers don't play in a way where we're going to go out and try and beat teams and score goals. Yeah. But in the last three games, we have played two up front and we have actually gone for it. However, we've only got one win and two losses to show for that. But I was surprised he played one uh, two up front against Peterborough because away from home predominantly wouldn't. But I, I think he'll probably go back to one up front now. It's a very difficult one going into Preston. I said it's like it's very like two different ways to look at it. Are we doing that well for these feats in 16, but only one win in six? I think a lot of our fans saw the opportunity for Peterborough and then Preston to really cement ourselves in the top six, top six. But for me, that's that that will never happen under Row at top six. No, definitely not. And actually it scared a scared a life out of me, Dan. If, even if we won and we got promoted, it was scared of living daylights out of me going to the Premier League. You know, but just because our identity isn't there anymore. Ooh. You know, if, if you, you know as well as I do, you know, let's say four years ago, if we'd gone up, you know that we'd go to every single game in the Premiership. We'd give it our all. We wouldn't expect that much in the Premiership. Do you know what I mean? And we'd turn out some probably half-decent performances and some <laughs> Scares the life out of me of us being in the Premier League with Rout as a manager. Mm. Mm. So I'm just seeing there, fucking get a Lafay back. I think he's currently injured. I've been checking. He hasn't been in the um, in the thing. I oh, bet fucking I, I won't go into it. But Tyler, but Tyler Bury, fucking well on brains. <laughs> um, <laughs> Balogun will be a pointless signing, just like Ojo. I mean, Ojo for me, mate. I, <laughs> He, he's like a, he's like a golfer on a football pitch. You know, he gets the ball and he, he like he wants to put it down and then like take a little step back and just touch it again. What? Like, How is he a fucking Liverpool player? That guy. No, honestly, do you know what? Right, this, <laughs> I think his first game was it, it might have been West Brom away. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and um, watched him play. Is that look? Our coach an under twelves team, right? And they're all scared of the ball. You know, if it comes to it's, that's what he's that's what he reminds me of, like. Well, he's scared to go in for a tackle. All right, he's got tricky feet and he's got a bit of pace about him. But if you're not going to use it, then you're point. Then it's pointless. Um, and where does he fit into our team anyway, Dan? Because you've got Jed that's meant to be on the right. You've got Malone that's meant to be on the left. He is a pointless signing. He, we might as well send him yeah. back, and he can go to someone else and nick their money. It was that was like that was last knockings on transfer deadline day, wasn't it? We was all fucking really excited. We get. We get sucked in very easily, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Troy Parrot was the next Harry Kane. I was, yeah, I was all over it. Fucking Ken. I was down the training ground with fucking arm round him during fucking the pandemic. <laughs> it's my fault. Uh, Ken's a whore. I don't know. Yeah. They, they've been on paper. These are good signings. These are good signings, but they're just not, you know. And then we've got, you know, Mahoney, the Neely man. We've got fucking Bennett. We've got fucking Ojo's, like a younger version of Bob. Well, actually, he's probably older than Benny, but Benny looks about fucking had an uphill paper around each other when he was a kid. But like, well, do you know what we need, Dan? We need, for instance, whoever, you know, I don't take any interest in the lower leagues, but what we should be doing is we should be going, right, do you know what? League one, let's just say, for instance, Portsmouth had us have a striker. Um, Portsmouth didn't go up. Let's let's just use John, John Marquis for it. Just an example. Or Harness. Is it Harness? Marcus then, Harness, yeah. yeah. They're number 10. Portsmouth don't <laughs> go up. He's a young striker. Why are we not giving some... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One like that, a goal. Because that's what we've done with Gregory. You know, that's what Leicester done with Vardy. You know, all these players come out of the woodwork from a, from lower league and maybe we need to give them a go. Or keep to our own, like a Lafay. Mm. I, mean, I went to watch him, didn't I? I went to watch him at Leighton already. He looked really good. Yeah. But I think I think he might be injured again. But again, it's it's not it's not the route way, is it? Again, with Harris, all right, it worked fantastic. But no, you said about going up into top division. Mm. Like under Harris, I genuinely think we've had a good go for a year because that's what we was. We was the underdog, aggressive in people's faces. In route, go up under Rowan and defend just defend in the fucking prem. Would we just get crucified? Yeah. But it's not just that. It's his, like his signings, he goes to where he knows. And if you look at his signings as a whole, I mean, I know we were speaking about Billy Mitchell earlier. We haven't mentioned uh, and Keith and Beld. Let's talk about the other midfielders in that fucking scenario. Ryan Leonard. And George Evans. Yeah, so... I, I know Evans scored a, a cool car against fucking Birmingham, mate. But he is one fucking terrible football player. Do you know what? I um, Every single game I see Evans starting, I'll back him to get a yellow card. And I'll yeah, tell you, you what... Know, that, he's aggressive, but he's just out of his depth from behind the play. Yeah, and the Peterborough game... Yeah, he's like scraping the guard, mate. Peterborough game, I was fuming because he should have got sent off probably 10 times. Right, <laughs> they weren't till like the 70th minute he got a yellow card. Yeah, Evans is. I can't remember who said this. Someone said this. It was in the group. He just looks like that painter and decorator that's going to come around and he's doing your house. Turns up Monday, ask for a cup of tea. But you know, he, he doesn't look like a footballer, does he? Um, no. He doesn't necessarily play like a footballer. Um, 
he obviously is a footballer. This is me being stupid, but um, <laughs> yeah, he just does doesn't fit into our our mould. Um, yeah. and who's the other one? Leonard. Well, well, again, this is an interesting one I want to talk to you about because obviously. I, I hated Ryan Lund under Neil Harris. He's definitely a different type of player under Gary Rowe. And I think I've always said it, it's some of Rowett's best work is getting the best out of Leonard. I know you're yeah. saying we're missing him in the mid- mid- midfield. He's, do you know what, right? And Steve Lees might be helpful for this one. He's not been fucking injured a lot since he signed that new deal. He's hardly played. Yeah. And I don't think he's, and again, this is the thing like with Mitchell and McNamara. Keith DeBell's, what, 30 odd? Ryan Leonard's not 29. As much as I like Leonard, when he does play, seems he doesn't seem to play in the midfield under Broward, does he? No. Remember, and this... scoring, remember he was scoring away at Wickham when we, we won 2 1, scored a good chop volley from the edge of the box, scored a worldie against Hull. But in classic Rowett fashion, someone does say really good in the position and then he don't play in there again. Yeah, I, I don't understand it because, it, especially now you're Danny Max getting a run of games. You do question why the why was Ryan Leonard put there? I mean, the only thing is you can say about Danny Mack is a little bit lightweight, maybe, right? So that's why you'd put Ryan Leonard in there. He's a bit he's a bit stronger, mm. but a fucking lot slower as well. Well, yeah, this is the thing. Right? But also, <laughs> why would you, Ryan Leonard, by far, in my opinion, is our best midfielder. And how he doesn't get a shout in midfield, I do not know. Mm, I think, um, I mean, again, it needs to be checked, but I'm pretty, I was going to do it today, but I didn't get, didn't get the time I was working until literally just before we went on air. But the, the, I think, it, I, I think he's been injured quite a lot since he got his new, since he got his new contract. He's been injured quite a lot, which is worrying. But he, I mean, look, there was an 18, 18 months ago, two years, we was getting his fucking uses. I think he actually made it into a Lions TV all time worst 11. <laughs> so he has improved. <laughs> But again, like we're, we're looking towards, oh, look, we need fucking Keith and Bell, and we need Leonard. Like we've got, we've got a few, like, Savile, Evans. We've got some midfielders that just, they're all, like, fucking clones a bit, aren't they? It's not like, yeah. no real, yeah. like, fucking midfield general, is it? Not, there's not a Millwall general in there, is there? You could no. for fucking Alex Ray or a Terry Erlock in there right now, wouldn't you? Of course you would. You know, and, that, and that's usually when we're at our best, you know. Even when you go back to, you know, like, Timmy Cahill, you know, he, he used to boss it about as well, but... Yeah. We don't have we don't have anyone in that central midfield area that is a is captain material, which I think you need. I'd say yeah. say Kiftenbeld, if he was younger, you you then yeah. you know. He, but he again, he's pushing on. Billy yeah. Mitchell could Billy Mitchell could be the answer. Not ne- definitely not right now, but you know, in years to come. Yeah, be a little, but, I, mean, I think he's fucking brilliant. You don't rate him as much. That's fair enough. That's football's opinions. Like, but he, he wouldn't need whether he is or whoever he isn't. Brilliant. He wouldn't need that extra at the minute. He's age that yeah, yeah. pressure of the captaincy. I'm just but trying to think back to when we did have one. Dan, do, you know what it is? do you know what it is, Dan? Right with with Mitchell, I'll, I'll say it. Right, I don't. Um, I, I really rate Billy Mitchell as a player, and my biggest criticism of Billy Mitchell is the fact that he gets played in the wrong position. Mm. So I always feel like he's playing more of a you know like the, a CDM. Well, it fucking, it seems like, we, like everyone was playing CD. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, exactly. And, and ridiculous. I don't think that's his strongest point. I think he, he's he's a lot better going forwards. He's a lot better linking up play, traveling with a ball, etc. And you know, if if you're not if you're not um, defensive minded, which I don't think he is, then you are going to end up being prone to making mistakes or not tracking your man back, whatever it is. So, in general. I'll back Billy Mitchell to be 
a centre midfielder for Millwall for for years to come. Yeah. And I think he'll get better and better and better. But I honestly feel like Rowett plays him in the wrong position um, for us. So when he's had a bad game, or I think he's had a bad game, half <laughs> the time it's not it's not his fucking fault. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know, it's it's because he, I think he's being played out of position, in my opinion. This is difficult because to be like a any sort of a creative attacking player, like a forward, a striker, because. We don't really create a lot, do we? And no. sometimes, he, he, what he does do fantastically is he does keep the ball. I know you think sometimes he's a bit over safe, and I have said that myself, but it's, you're only going to go so far. It's going to get given away by fucking someone else anyway. Yeah. Okay, we're sitting there talking about this, and I'm thinking to myself, we're in the championship, we're 11th. Are we actually any good, or are we a fucking terrible football side? I still don't know sometimes. I'll tell you something now, Dan, right? If we had, and I know I'll probably get some shit for this, but if we had Neil Harris still in charge with the players that we got, we'd be in the playoffs. People are saying that in the comments. Oh, are they? Yeah, Yeah. we'd be in in the playoffs. 100% we would. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, Neil Harris. That's Christian Bastelli, though. I've seen him in a Chelsea shirt in in Belgium, so uh, agree. Try Evans (laughs) behind the ball. Evans, I didn't mind him. I didn't mind him. You're the sharpest lid. Um in in the sorry, you're getting praised there in the deep south. Mitchell only got in as Evans was injured. Matt Lamar only got in as Leonard got injured. He doesn't like our youth. Yeah, he doesn't. And that, that weird thing with Danny Mack where he was out for ages. Yeah, that was because weird. there was like alleged alleged there was a fucking row about he didn't get back or something from a corner. Fuck knows. But people saying Callum Davison. Ryan Leonard Gooby is a lot of fucking different things. Let's move on now. Preston Saturday. Well, always a difficult side for us to get a result against. Always think back to the time they come and tanked us 3-1. Now, I've said to you and Kieran today, Kieran's gone now. Um, Pick your best 11. If everyone was fit, and I mean everyone was fit, pick, pick your best 11 for a match. Would you be... Before we get into that, actually, it's a good question. Would you switch it up in certain circumstances in the in the championship, or would you go? That's how we're playing every week, and we're going to go and try and win a football match. Yeah. Or would you go? No, horses for courses depend on who's playing and where. Uh, no, uh, my true belief is that you know what they should be doing is they should be fearing us, wondering what we're doing, or not wondering what we're doing, but knowing that they got a game on their hands and yeah. try and adapt to the way we we play. You know, if you're getting you're getting spanked three, four nil by half time, then you know you've got to change it up. But I, I'm a true believer. We change it a lot, Dan. We change it a lot. It's, trouble, um, mate. it's, modern, it's modern day football as well. It fucks me off. Yeah, I know. Well, I, um, like back in the day, I know like we're playing youth level and stuff. Or as a goalkeeper, I was like, if I weren't fucking playing, I'd want to be known why. But that all seems it's just a normal thing now, isn't it? Like yeah, across the ball, all teams, not just me wall. It's mentality, is isn't it? It's it's the change in mentality, Dan, because um you know, he, I don't. I don't uh, I'm just saying, Steve Lee's has just put your stats up for you. Oh, um, I was actually writing down Bavardson. Who? <laughs> 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 oh? yes, yeah, exactly. Here's your stats. Of the 22 games in the 17 18 season, we had 26 points, was 11th. 18 19th, 19 points, 22nd. 19 23rd, 13th. Yeah, so we are. As it stands, this is our best season to date in the championship since we've been back in it since 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. I still want him gone. Go on, Kess. What were you saying? Um, yeah, just talking about mentality and, and players. Yeah, not, whether not you just play the same formation every week and let the opposition worry about us. So yeah, I mean, you don't even hear about Matt Smith knocking on Rowett's door anymore, do you? Because that used no. to be a thing all the time. You know, he, he was turning around and going, Matt, you know, he scores a goal. He's knocking on my door in Monday morning. He's on my case. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I mean, feel like he's going to cut his wages in six. So yeah. they don't give a fuck no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, I love Matt Smith, but I also <laughs> appreciate that he doesn't have a role in this club the way we play anymore. So, no. um, you know, but he's not even an impact player anymore, is he? Uh, but I wouldn't, but I would, you know, again, mentality, if you're not getting the games after scoring goals all the time, why would you? Why would you get on and, and give it your best? You just feel like you're disheartened. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I felt bad for him. So this is your, what you would say is the best team. If everyone was fit, everyone was fit, possibly this would be what you're saying. Is Kenny's 11. Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, the only thing I'd do firstly is swap Hutch and Cooper around. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, do you know what? And if we had another centre back, I'd probably take Cooper out then because yeah, I, I, he's, he's had a mare. He's had an absolute mare. So, yeah, I'd have Murray Wallace left back. I'd have McNamara right because um, he can push forward. So, I, I'd like to see more link-up play between McNamara and Jed. Um, when they did do that three, four games ago, whenever it was, they looked really... It might have actually been the um, the Birmingham game, actually. They yeah, linked up really, yeah, they linked up really yeah. well. Um, also, on the <laughs> left-hand side, Murray Wallace and Malone, they seem to link up really well as well. I'd have Kifton Bell in there to be your, your, your CDM, so to speak. Leonard to be your box-to-box. And I've just put Phoebe just behind Bradshaw. The reason why I've mm. done that is because he likes to come deep. Um, he, like he likes to drift left and right as well, the fucker. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're telling me. So, you know, when he comes deep, if he's, if that's what he's going to do, then that's when you need the likes of Malone, Jed, Leonard and Bradshaw all getting up above him and, and pushing the play further up the pitch. Kifton Bell can do your defensive work. <laughs> um, you'd still have three at the back there, Dan. Murray Wallace and McNamara would push, and you just have Kifton Bell, Hutch, and Cooper there. Mm. To me, that's that's the best setup, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I again, you're right. For the here and now, I'm just looking at that team and thinking: Bradshaw, 29, Malone, old, Jed, probably not going to be in next season. A phobie, not a mill player. Kifton Bell, 104. Ryan Leonard always injured. But like, this is where. Yeah, but I, I like the four, the four, five, one, or whatever. Said that I've just been singing Rowett's praises because of the playing two up front. Just play a little Kieran's team. I know he's not here no more. Uh, that's one of my teams actually. On the bubble county goal, Cooper Hutchinson. Well, he's put Ballard in. I think we can pretty much count Ballard out um, because if he does get fit after his injury, he's not going to be back fit until sort of March, April. In which case, I don't think he's going to join the club's honest. McNamara, left wing back, Murray Wallace, Leonard, Mitchell, Jeb Wallace, Afobi Bradshaw. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just sort of... So defensive, Dan. What, that? You're so defensive. Do you think? Yeah, because you, what, what ends up happening is, is that Murray Wallace what, doesn't get forward. McNamara doesn't get forward. Anyway. Jeb Wallace does fuck all. 
And so all of a sudden, you've if when you're defending, what have you got in that middle area to bounce off of? You know, we're always relying on that on a ball to drop to Jed, so Jed can toe punt it past the player and hopefully beat him for pace. He does love that one, doesn't he? A little toe punt yeah. around the corner and try and get on the end of it. Yeah, and you know, some when it works, it looks great. But you know, they've 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 come clever to him now. I just I don't know when you saw our shape on Saturday, that Dan, when you watch when you was watching the game, we looked quite compact to be fair. You know, you know, everyone knew their positions, but oh, it was horrendous to what it was horrendous to watch us try and defend like that. I mean, moving off the subject, sorry. People saying, this is what I've written down here a minute ago when I wrote down Bavard, so I wasn't completely mad. Bring Tomo out the cold. Where's Bennett? Uh, where's Mahoney? Well, Mahoney played for the 23s. Came, uh, like, started up at, at Ipswich when they drew 4-4. And he got removed at halftime, injured. I, I, well, I'm going to tell you this as fact. John Danny Bavardson, Ben Thompson... Connor Mahoney, I'm I'm 99% sure you'll never see any of them kick a football again for the club. Frustrating in some parts. Bennett, I, I, I love Bennett one minute and hate him the next. And it's nothing against his, his talent. He is never, look, his, his Wikipedia page is going to go Millwall. It's going to go Accurate and fucking Stanley. It's going to go fucking Hungerford Town or something. I don't know where I pulled Hungerford Town from. <laughs> but unfortunately, as much as talented as I think he is, it's just never going to cut the, you know, we've been, we've been, I mean, Mahoney, I think, is one of the best players I've ever seen technically at Millwall. But they're just, look, it's this far down the line now. They're not going to cut the mustard. John Danny Bavardson, I'm hearing, is refusing to play for the under 23s. Not even been training with a squad for months. Fair player, Ben Thompson. He's been fucking playing with the 23s because he wants, you know, he's, he's got the right attitude and he wants to move, doesn't he? Yeah. He wants to move in January. But yeah, I mean, with Bavardson, Mahoney, uh, Thompson, all these players coming uh, and will be re- removed from the club. You would think there's a little bit of there's a little bit of, 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 of leeway for maybe a couple of signings. But like you say, Ken, what the days of, of finding a Greg? I mean, you got to do well to find a Gregory or a Morrison anyway. Yeah. I, I, the other fr- thing that frustrates me around is, I think we all know we're going to get a low knee that's played two hundred games for Derby, two hundred games for Stoke. And a fucking hundred for Birmingham when when he, when, it's, when the transfer window does open, don't you think? He will, of course he will. You know, this oh, is I've managed him before at them three clubs. Yeah, he'll come and do a job. Yeah, but you're saying you know it's difficult to find a gem. We've got one. We've got one. We've got one of them gems. You took about Isaac Laffey. Yeah. I was laughing at Piggy Mitchell's in the comments. And some people think he's like it's a it's a, a parody account, but he's made a good point as well. It's a it's a, at the point where you can't blame the manager for the performances. One week superb, one week terrible. That's down to the players and the design, not the manager's tactics. Or could it be down, Peggy, to their desire to play for the manager? They don't have hunger. Yeah. It's really weird because it's gone somewhere again off the subject now. It, it's it's just is it completely stale? Have I got bipolar? Are we all mad? Well, that's probably all different answers to that. Yes. But we go, oh, we're shit, we're shit. And then you you re- you see these stats on Twitter. Mill have had six clean sheets in the so-and-so. Mill haven't lost a game since blah, blah, blah. And you go, fucking get the win against Burma. Everyone's singing rocking around the world. <laughs> rocking around the world. Pete O'Mara 60th till five in the morning. And, and then like, and then, but now we're back down to for a bump. We're fucking hating on, hating on it all. Are we weird football fans or are we like everyone else? No, I think that I think it's a great question, is it? Because you just by asking that question, you make me 
consider whether I am mad or not. <laughs> but I feel like sometimes I have to zoom out and then I, and then I just sit there and think, do you know what? I'll, yeah, I was buzzing about the Birmingham game because, and I didn't go because, as I told you, I haven't had any interest to, to do it in the last few weeks. But the the long and short of it is, is that Birmingham are not a great team. And we just turned up for once. What? If you go based on the season's performances, then we are shocking. And it's not what us as a club, as a club, right? Forget the, forget the points, the stats, all of that. As a club, we are not watching the type of football that we want to watch right now. And yeah. the long and short of it is, is we're the one who pays the money to go through the terraces. Um, and, and we're the ones mostly that support our football club, other than the chairman, obviously, you know, to, and we're the ones that are shouting and honouring on a Saturday at three o'clock to get behind our team. And so if we're, if we're not getting what we expect or the reasons why we support our, our football club, then we're allowed to have a moan. So I don't think I'm crazy. I don't want Gary Rout to be our manager. I don't want half the players playing in the positions that they're playing, but... Ooh. You know, I just you, two two things you said there, and, and I agree on both of them. Is is the, firstly, like the stats, you can twist the stats good ways or bad, can't you? Yeah, I'm to see which mood you're in. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they're, they're like you're, they're like a wife, aren't they? Stats, they're your best mate one minute and a fucking enemy the next. <laughs> but anyway, and um, the other thing, like, was football? I'm going to say this: was football always this shit? No. The standard, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Wasn't it brilliant yeah. when we were youngsters? Yeah. And do you know yeah. what? My old man used to fucking hammer our players. Bobby Bowery, Ricky Newman, Jason Van Blurk, Phil Barber. Fucking all the cases. We used to hammer Casey Keller as well. But <laughs> in the 90s, all the Uwe Fuchs, Chris Malkin, and all these players. But what Dave Savage used to hate as well. He used to hate everyone, my old man. He still does. But <laughs> when you look back, like these players would go to Everton and score four or they compete and score goals. They won't win every week, but there's always excitement. And I just look at our players now and think, I wonder how you'd actually get on against a team from the 90s again. That'd be an interesting one, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd I mean, I know they're all more fucking athletic, allegedly, although they're always going down with grade two, grade three, grade nine, fucking tears of their left fucking toenail. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, for me, I look at football and I think, and it's shit. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on that basis... Thanks for watching for the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, the thing is, that I want to I want to have a debate with you about it, but I, yeah, it is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone just said something. Um, Paul Grimaldi said, right, brings in crap players and refuses to drop them and admit his mistake. Um, mm. And and that is very, very true. Um, you know, with Evans right at this moment in time, he likes to play Evans all the time. Um <laughs> Evans gets in the team. I bet you any money he's one of the first in the on the on the on a sheet team sheet. If he's if he's fit, well, he's a very good way of putting it. Look, <laughs> it's stale and boring. I'm hoping he means the, the Gary Wright football, not the show. But yeah, it's just it is, and you try and make light of it. You go, this right, let's do a podcast, and we like we fucking decipher this and that, and discuss this and that. How does it end, Ken? How does it actually? Like, not, not how do you want right, to do it both ways in? Well, no, actually, we know how we both want it to end. How do you think it ends? Because I just think, going back to what uh, Axe Hung say, uh, Nick Hart could show, give that a listen if you get your chance. 
Like what? How does this end? Because he's not bad enough to get sacked. He's well, not he's good got, enough to get taken on by anyone else. It's gonna go. It's got to go like that for it, or it's gonna go like that. It won't always stay like that. Yeah, because what he's doing is he's stopping it at the moment from either going up or going down. That's all he's doing. It's the same as every single football match he does. He's nine times out of ten, he stops us from losing. Um, but the thing he, is, that, that is what he's good at. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You do that when you keep needing to do that. I think, I, you know, I think, I don't know, but I think he's probably well in favour with the board. And he got this sort of, um, he got this sort of right to passage that when he got the job, everyone was like, everyone was wanking. Well, sorry, everyone was oh, excited. But yeah, I would. Brilliant, what a manager. Why? Why yeah. is he? No. Dumb fuck Christian off. Bastianelli, legend. Thank you very much for your donation. Oh, the gun is there. Let's, it's been there since Saturday, but it's feeling like, it's feeling like it's got COVID. <laughs> I, think I'll give, I think I'll give the gun COVID, but thanks for the donation, mate. Really appreciate it. Sorry, Ken, go on. Um, yeah, uh, Gary Rat's never done anything for any club. So, you know, he, he hasn't done anything. Neil Harris has had a better um, managerial career than, than fucking Gary Rowett. Um, They're bald on not ambitious. The one good thing, the one thing I can take, I know it's not, a, but it is a positive. Usually, you know, and like we always say, you don't want to keep fucking changing your manager. That's not an ideal scenario. I do realise that. We've not had the thing where, Apple McKenny Jacket, Kenny Jacket left. Then you get fucking Lomas. Then you get Holloway. Before you know it, your fucking club's getting ripped to shreds. We did actually go Neil Harris, boom, Gary Rowett. And we've actually sustained it. Do you think our fans need a bit of fucking pain to make them wake up and smell the fucking coffee? I think I think it's slowly but surely just t- turning and twisting any- against him anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think, stupid, I, but would you take a rele- relegation dogfight if you knew he was going to yeah. survive it? Yeah, I feel, yeah, like, yeah. I feel the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what will be the I'll tell you what will be the deciding factor, Dan. The Palace game. That is humongous for Rout, and I'll tell you why. That's a good because, point. Because, good we, point. yeah, we notoriously have a good cut run. Yeah. And no, normally... A Millwall side would not let Crystal Palace turn up at the den and roll them over. You're right there. I can think of that because they're, 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 they're expected to win. They're a Premier League side. If he don't go out and fucking go get into them, yep. yeah, you're, I can think of that. You're right. Yeah. That's a good deciding factor for Rowett. Because, and I always said to you, I, I always think, felt like Rowett would... I, obviously, it's not going to happen now, but I always said Rowett will be gone around the Christmas period. Um. And then we'd have someone else come in and we'd absolutely smash it into the playoffs for the rest of the season. But that Palace game is is so important, not just to Millwall, like, but to us as fans as well. Mm. There's, pride on, there's pride on the table. Um, you know, we are expecting to go at them. Go at them on the yeah, eight. You know what? You're fucking spying. I didn't even think of it, but you're actually absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Paul Grimaldi says, has Rowett ever won anything? Well, no, he hasn't, but that's that's... Not many managers have in this day and age. So I won't take that onto on board. But Dave Clark said, "I'm too biased against Rowick, Dan." I, do you know what? I, I, I don't think I am. I think everyone said I was mad, and I was just trying to get views. But I wanted him out 14 games without a win. But now people want him out, and we're fucking four four defeats in 16 or something stupid like that. I just I just don't enjoy it under him. Neither does Kenny. No, definitely not. But you know, it will continue. And just when you think, oh, do you know what? He might change my mind after the Birmingham game. We're going to beat Peterborough. And then 
we don't turn up. Was was that the players? Was that the fucking um for, uh manager? That's another question. We'll beat Palace. You comp? Was you reckon, Ken? You confident? Oh, no, no, I'm not. But the thing is, though, again, with with Rao and the way he plays, you, you wouldn't fucking put it past him, would you? you? You'd like to think that the players would be up for it. You know, you'd like to think that, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. But I just don't have that fire in my belly that that we did that we did have when we had that cut run last time when Leicester came to town when uh, Bournemouth came and then it was it was Bournemouth Watford. You know that little cut run there. The fire that was in my belly, yeah. You know, I felt like Everton, the players could train. Everton, fucking, even Everton Brighton, yeah. Even Brighton. I know yeah, we fucking yeah. uh, the penalty shootouts, fucking microwave Dave and goal through one in, but <laughs> that, when ain't no Brighton scored that second goal, mate, that fucking that I've never had noise like that. Yeah. When we fucked ourselves, well, we started singing Case or I were going to Wembley. That's when it was <laughs> but, That's why, you know, always going back to Harris, if we got in the top division, we would we always do well against the big horrible clubs, don't we? Give a good account of yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. we're and the underdog, but fuck, oh, fuck it, we're the underdog. We've got to be fearless and go for it. But Steve, oh sorry, Steve, just, there you go. We'll never have a cut run under route because he won't have a go at them. He'll sit back over and scrape a one nil. It's yeah, it's just boring, isn't it? But you like, know what, Danny? Enjoy his job. Like, I, I love my job. Does he like <laughs> like if you had to go work, Ken, there'll be no you went. Right, every every day was a fucking ten foot square bit of grass you sat to cut. You'd be like, fuck this. Like you want to fucking put a fountain in here and there, a bit of astro, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Fucking like decorative something. Like, you want to enjoy yourself while you're there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think he he concentrates far too much on your stats. Or on this is what he does. I concentrate too much on his stats and his figures, and you know. All Have them a bit of fucking art and a bit of bollocks, mate. Come on, wear your art on your exactly. fucking sleeves. This is what exactly. you've got. You'd hate to be his wife, wouldn't you? <laughs> get his, get his <laughs> every... <laughs> I've said that <laughs> so many times, but... He's going to defend his title. Mark Paris, legend, mate. Dan Kenny, hope you're both doing well. I'm still not happy with Peterborough game. I hope we can get something from Preston game. Come on, you lions. Legend Mark, thank you, mate. Well, you know, one thing you, you went in your Saturday and he's up that way, so it wasn't too bad for him. But what do you think is happening in Preston? And let's talk Preston. What do you finally before we leave? Well, it's a game we should win, Dan. Yeah, you I know, don't know how they get on the division, actually. Didn't have a look. I think they're down the bottom, actually. They're, I've got the they table. Are... They're not in the top half. That's good. They're still in the bottom half. Then. Yeah, about 16th, and they are, they are oh, 40th. 28 points. They're two points below us. Um, do you know what? I don't even know who's in charge of him. It was just a bit Alex Neil, didn't it? But they're always a side we struggle against, home or away. It's a, again, what does Rowick do and how does it pan out? Well, do you know what Rowick does in this game is he goes back to, and he'll revert back to doing things that will make us win the game because he knows he's at Peterborough, two and a half thousand people all on his back having a dig at him. So when he when he starts feeling a little bit like threatened, a bit like that, he then usually lets the the shackles off, so to speak, and lets lets us go at go at it. So this is exactly what's going to happen. We'll probably end up beating Preston convincingly, and then what we will do is we will go into the next game and and fucking do the complete opposite again. And we got. Do you know what we? I was thinking. I was looking at our away. We ain't got that many away fixtures coming up. We've only got Bristol City and Coventry. 
over the Christmas period. Other than that, everything's at home. Yeah, so we have got Swansea <laughs> Boxing, don't we? Swansea Home Boxing Day. Yeah. Yeah, Bristol City away, I think on the, on the second or something like that. Second, yeah. Uh, Coventry away 27th, something like that. What? Um, so, I mean, as we know, anyone could beat fucking anyone. Yeah. In this yeah. division. I know it sounds really bad, and I'll get shit for this. We've lost one. We've lost, I don't want us to lose football matches, but I can't have Gary. Well, he won't be our manager forever. Yeah. This is what I'm wondering. Like, you can go, like, <laughs> Neil Harris, you can go, well, he'll leave one day or he'll get sacked. I don't think Rowett's right, going anywhere. Twofold. One, he's too proud. Two, no one else would have him. Where's he going to go from Millwall? He's going to go lower, and I think he thinks he's better. But I'm, just, I'm fascinated to know, what point does it end with him? Because football managers <laughs> don't, last, don't last long anyway, do they? This is the depressing thing, isn't it? Because you, you just don't know when he's going to fuck off. And I often, like, I shouldn't say this, but I often think, oh, we've only won one in six now. You know, we're not in danger of going down. We, if we lost a couple, he might fuck off. But it's not the fucking mentalities you want to have, is it? Why should your football team fucking lose? No, but then it's got to a point where I'm sitting at home and watching it on my laptop now instead of going to the ground, you know? Yeah. And how many other people are going to... How many other people? Other games. I'd have used to yeah. miss any games. I've missed a few now. When I was with you up here at Huddersfield, we win, that's it now. Not, not, no, that's knocking that on the air for a bit. Yeah, that's right. That's right, because, you know... It, we're not on 15 grand a week then. You know what I mean? We're on, <laughs> we're, we're, we're hard working people. <laughs> we're on hard, we're, you know, we're hard working people. You know, my, my money is split here, there and everywhere. And I've got a, I've got a grind to pay to go and watch my football team play football. So, you know, when I'm forking out to drive up to Huddersfield with the kids, especially blah, blah, blah. In the end, you just sit and go, do you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And that's no. exactly how I've been. I, I, I don't even think I'll go to Preston on Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, 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 I'm not interested. I'd rather just watch it on the telly and then do whatever I've got to do. Well, I, I'll, I'll be there Saturday. If I can fucking watch, I should be able to leave the house Thursday. So, barring any miracles of a double COVID hit, I should be um, I should be right to go Saturday. I think once we see it to the bottom half, which we soon will, my opinion, and it will start getting pressure from the fans. Well, Kieran, when Kieran was on earlier, he was saying he was getting pressure from the fans at Peterborough. The thing is, when people, I think just people like to moan at us, go, oh, I can't believe you want him out. But everyone I know now wants him out. <laughs> and even yeah, the I people remember. I don't know, like you know, the ground are all, and I don't boo, they're all booing. I yeah. think more people want him gone than don't. Do you know what? It's a difficult because of the way the situation is, Dan. And, you know, like we say, you know, are we playing well? Are we playing bad? Are we going crazy? I think people are a little bit too shy to to say they want him out until we end up, I don't know, let's say, for instance, we lose 2-0 to Preston. That's when the emotions get to them and they start booing him. And, mm. you, you know. It's saying I'll be very interested in. It'd be a fucking perfect fit for us. As we know, a love-hate relationship. But at least you know he gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not many people like him anymore, and and our team is the type of team that needs someone like that. No, you're right. I know exactly what Sammy saying. There's not many like that anymore because yeah, it's all about like foreign managers now. Haven't even really played the game, and they come in and read all the manuals. He's yeah. art on his sleeve, and he? he's played for the yeah. club. That'd be yeah, a very fucking fun. interesting one, mate. I would love that. I would love that. 
Christian, right, thank Christian. you very much, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah, on that note, mate, I think we better um we better wrap it there. Hang on, Lee Kurt said any comments on what I said? I don't know what you see what you said, mate. Sorry. Um, just finally, this guy fucking is just relentless with his YouTube exploits. So if you haven't already, give me all tube a follow. He's been going for longer than I have, and people come and go, mate, but he always keeps going, he's doing really well. So yeah, I'll just say he always comes up on my YouTube as well. Right, he's, he's, honestly, the consistency he's honestly is, worth watching. He's a man now as well, which is weird. Yeah. He's a kid, but now he's a man. Yeah, when yeah, he started, he was really small. He had a baby <laughs> face. That, that baby face has gone now, Mill Tube. Yeah, now he got me. Now, next time he sees me, he might give me a headlock. <laughs> but yeah, keep going, mate. Really good. Would love either uh, KO or Morrow. Uh, yeah, Morrow, definitely. KO, I don't know. I think he's all about the image, KO, isn't he? Yeah, that was a little bit difficult, isn't it, with Kale? Because um, he was, um, he he was a great player for us. When he came back, it was all about something other than. I don't know what it was about, to be honest. I don't, I don't really understand what happened <laughs> when he'd been coming back. Uh, we all expected him. It's the same as the Savile situation, isn't it? We expected him to do what he'd done for years for us. As a, like second, as second and third comings at clubs never fucking worked yeah. out for me. No. It's always nice to have a Hollywood superstar. In the group, when do I see Rowett's reign ending? When is his contract up? When's his three year plan up? <laughs> three years ago, yeah. Oh, it must I, be three years the end of this season, surely. Look, he won't walk, and I can't and I can't see him sacking him. No, I don't so understand it. This is what I'm saying. So I fucking don't know because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get an answer for you. That's this is what worries me. This mundane, like. Your Millwall's your fucking bit of nutty turnout, isn't it? People yeah. have to go home, they have to go work, they have to answer to fuckers I don't want to answer to. Not me, because I work for myself. Um, you have to fucking listen to your old woman, not me, because I work for myself. But you know, but you've got to listen to all this shit in your life, and Millwall's your fucking release. Yeah, yeah. Now I feel yeah. like I'm a prisoner under Gary Rowett's reign, almost. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, please, just please, what? Go. You can have this fake money. Just go. Fair I don't know whether I was more depressed not watching football over COVID or watching Millwall after COVID. Mm. Don't know what's made me more depressed. It's just not. It's, it's not the same, is it? And what happens is, Rout will leave, and the next manager will get us relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bring back that fucking master tactician. Yeah, he was fucking brilliant. Always said Rout was good. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. Look, some fixtures coming up: January, February. We have Forest. Wow. That must be at home. West Brom, that must be at home. QPR at home. Um, yeah. yeah. Fulham, Fulham away. will be away. That's midweek. Yeah. Blackburn, Blackburn away. Blackburn. They're fucking flying, by the way. Since they got tanked by um yeah. since they got tanked by Fulham, they've won like fucking eleven points out of thirteen. Did they and beat Bournemouth last week? Well. <coughs> huh? They beat Bournemouth last week, didn't they? Yeah. Two 0 I think, yeah. Away as well. So this yes, no easy games. No easy games. When will it end? I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> at least relegation's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. When, this, when this podcast is ending, it's right now because um, I've not been out of taste a lot, and I might get some, might get some Domino's, not a hot wings with a sauce. That's where my mind is right now, everyone. <laughs> Ken, thanks for joining us, mate. Legend, and we'll do it again soon. Thank Hopefully, Kieran will get some Wi-Fi for Christmas, and we feel better after that chat. Are we more confused than ever? Yeah, I'm more confused. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know who I am now anymore. <laughs> it killed, killed Aaron 15 minutes and you're going to have some chicken wings. That's all you care about right now. Yeah, smashed it. Legend, mate. Cheers.
Cheers, mate. Please subscribe to Lions TV. We'll be back for what day is it? Um, yeah, we'll be back for a preview on Thursday. I might try and get Lions Lanjean if possible. If anyone knows anyone, let me know. Come on, you Lions. Cheers, Ken. Come on, you Lions. 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 Ken. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.